Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat, a weekly podcast devoted to helping you open up to your own unique abilities so you can receive loving and supportive messages from your loved ones, angels, and guides. Hello, beautiful. It is a pleasure to be with you once again. So I've been receiving some messages from people that are reading my book. And I wanted to talk about a few of their questions. So one of the questions that I have been receiving is, why do souls stay here? Why do they get stuck? Or why do they not cross into the light sometimes? And I thought it best that I could address this question here on my podcast because I'll be honest, I get so many messages every day. I can't, I just can't get back to everyone. I wish I could, but uh, I just am not able to. So I can only talk about what I have experienced myself. You know, I often tell people we can only teach or talk about our own experiences. And so other mediums or clairvoyants, intuitives may have different experiences, but um, I'm just going to talk about mine. So I, I give several examples in my book of souls that didn't cross over for one reason or another. And over the years, as I continue to do this work, I have talked with many, many families who swear there are beings in their home. I have helped clear homes, whether I go there in person or we actually clear a home during a session or a reading. I don't have to be in the space to clear it. We can do it long distance. So of all, out of all of the times that I have connected with souls that are departed but for some reason stuck here, There is a multitude of reasons. Some souls, believe it or not, don't even know they're dead. At least they don't appear to. An example is Mary, the woman that I saw floating down Michael's stairs, and I talk about it in my book. That was my first full apparition that I ever saw. And when she floated down the stairs and continued down the hallway, She just had absolutely no idea that I was there, I don't think. And I know it sounds strange. You know, why would she just continue on like she's in her own space when she wasn't even in her own home? You know, her home was actually next door to Michael's. And I don't know that I have an answer for that. In fact, I don't. I often tell people, we won't know everything until we get back up to that glorious place. And then we will know it all. Until then, some things remain a mystery. I've connected with other souls who I felt did not know that they were dead. One woman I talk about in the book as well was a woman I connected with at my friend's house, at Amy's house. And the woman was just walking around aimlessly in Amy's home with a head injury. And it wasn't that she was experiencing pain, she was completely confused. So from my experiences, that is one reason they don't leave. They don't know they're dead. 
Another reason I have found is that they feel, some souls feel that they can do a better job watching over their family here. They forget that when they get to heaven, they can send miracles to their loved ones here. I mean, they, they can do so much more once they get to that beautiful place. But for some reason, they have stayed attached to this humanness here, this um, thought of separateness, even after their passing, still in that I need to be here to watch over my family. Still other souls, some stick around to watch over their homestead or the place that they, you know, um, grew up or that they lived for a long period of time. It's not uncommon for me to connect with souls who are attached to their homes and they don't want to leave and they don't know who these strangers are that are in their home now or... You know, it may even be someone in the family line that owns the home now. And, and it's not that the, the soul that's stuck there is angry or evil. I don't even like that word to be, at all. I don't even use that word. But they might feel like, what are they doing here? And again, hey, I don't know. I don't make the rules. I don't understand all the rules. I can just share what I receive. And I don't know why they don't realize they're not alive here anymore as human. They don't need this space. They don't need that home. Don't know. Let me see. I'm thinking about other reasons. Oh, huh, of course. Honestly, the, the biggest reason, I feel the biggest reason, many souls get stuck here, is because they're afraid of where they're going to go. Now, I, I believe that stems from a lifetime of being filled with fear and conditioning and um, belief that they're bad. or I mean, there's many religions where they're ta we're taught that we're a sinner as soon as we're born. That's just crazy. It does not make any sense to me. That has never resonated with me. But when we are raised with all of this fear, fear of God and being judged and you are a sinner and you are bad and you are evil and la la la. Like I know most of you or a lot of you listening have probably are probably familiar with that. And maybe the conditioning that you received was a little more gentle, the gentle approach, but still coming from a space of judgment and condemnation. Phew, I have to take a breath after all that. So I believe a lot of souls get stuck because they do not know where they're going to go and they're scared. Now, some people might think this is a creepy conversation or I don't want to talk about this. And when I do readings and it comes up in a reading that, oh, I see you have uh, someone hanging out in your home or an uninvited guest or your children see someone or whatever it may be. Their eyes always get real big. And it's not that they don't believe me. It's that, oh my God, we're going to talk about that. And they instantly go to this place of fear and, I mean, just close up. And I say immediately, this is going to be a beautiful and loving conversation. Because your spiritual team, 
God and your angels and your guides and your loved ones in heaven, your spiritual team is so much more powerful than anything here that could be lurking in the, in the corners of your home. And so I talk them through that. First of all, I, I tell them often what's going on in their home or what they hear or what their children have said, and they validate that, yes, that's all happening, and they're shocked that I'm even getting that. But one thing that I ask before every person I connect with is that I receive whatever it is the most that they need that day for healing and moving forward. And I tell all my clients when they come, I tell them my intention, I tell them that I've asked for that, and I say it might be different than what you think you need. So just be open to getting whatever it is that the universe says you need the most. And so that's the times when it comes in uh, that these that their home is an issue. And so I generally take clients on a journey and I tell them, I am willing to help you clear your house while you are sitting here with me right now or speaking with me on the phone, whatever it may be. Again, I don't have to be in their home or business or whatever it is. I don't have to be there to clear it. You know, our spiritual team has, I'm with a team. I'm working with a team. I am part of the team. They have no blocks. They can be anywhere at any time. So I take my clients on a journey if they are willing, and I have yet for anyone to say no. I do have some that have to think about it for a few minutes before they, before they jump on the bandwagon for that. But yes, everyone so far has agreed to it. So I take my clients on a journey, and I am going to suggest if you have any issues with your home or you think there may be, it doesn't even have to be souls that are uncrossed. You could just have negative energy pent up in your home, emotional junk. You know, anytime we're mad, sad, um, resentful, jealous, all of those emotions, sometimes those can get stuck in our homes too, and they'll continue to plague us. So you can clear your home of any emotional stuff or souls that you don't want there or any beings. Some people use the word entity. I don't care for it because I feel like it's, you know, some words you have to just watch how you say them or what you say because it really is giving a lot of power to that. Like entity, you know, that's usually a word that everyone goes, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm just like, you know what? It's just a being. It's a being that's stuck here, that's lost, and we need to help it get home. We are here to help each other get home. We are. We are here to get each other um, connected with the light again, with God. Whether that means getting a, a clear connection while we're here on our journey, or helping a soul get home physically up to that beautiful space. We are here to help each other get home. And so if you can look at it that you have a chance to help a soul get home now. Because this is hell, folks. When you are a soul that is not crossed over yet, this is hell here. So I'm going to take you on the same journey I would with a client who has issues with their home. And, you know, if you want to do this with me, fine. And it's not going to hurt just to listen along or close your eyes. So what I generally do is I do ask my clients to close their eyes because I want them to start 
the visualization or envisioning what's happening. And, you know, envisioning is just, just pretend when I say, you know, picture this, then just picture it. Don't, don't wait for it to come in your head and say, oh gosh, I'm not seeing anything. Just picture it. You know, if I say, picture a lemon, uh, you can picture a lemon immediately, I would assume. And some people, their glands start tensing up and they actually get that sour, almost like they've bitten into a lemon. So try this with me if you wish. So close your eyes, just take a deep breath. And I want you to imagine connecting with the light above. This is God's light. It's a healing light. It's beautiful, unconditional love. This light is coming down from above, from the realms above. And the realms above don't have to be so far off. Just imagine this light coming down. And this light just comes in through the top of your head, your crown chakra. Just imagine this light moving down your body, inside and out. This cocoon, it's like a cocoon or a cylinder of light. Some people see it like DNA swirling. Whatever it is that you see or pretend or envision. Just that beautiful light. It's a white golden light generally, but it can change colors. So whatever color it is for you, it is perfect right now. Imagine this light moving all the way down to the bottoms of your feet and into Mother Earth, all the way into the center of the Earth, where it will be picking up even more loving and healing energy. Imagine the center of the Earth, this beautiful ball of light, whatever color it is. It is so loving and so gentle. And this light now moving up through the Earth, entering through the bottoms of your feet and moving all the way up to the top of your head where it then goes into the realms above. And so you are now this channel between heaven and earth, a channel of light. You are one with the light. And now I want you to imagine your space, whether it's a space you're sitting in, your business, your home, your car, anything. Imagine your space that you want cleared. Whether you believe there's something there or not, doesn't matter, you can do this either way. I want you to imagine your space, your home, your business. And I want you to, we're gonna ask God to shine his light. Now I say God and I say his light. If you resonate with goddess and her light, you just go with whatever feels right for you. We are connecting with the same being. Shining that light down on your space, inside and out. And I really want you to just envision it, pretend whatever it is, you see this light in your house and all around it. Your house is now inside this cylinder of light. It's such a loving light. And I want you to feel the love of this light, but also how do I explain the power of this light that nothing can hide from this light? And it is the light where we all came from. We all are one with this light. And so as you envision your space, one with the light, we are going to call in Jesus and Archangel Michael to come into our space, our home, our business. 
And whatever your religion, I had one gentleman who said I would not call on Jesus because my religion, um, that's just not who I would call on. And I said, that's perfectly fine. And I said, we are non-denominational beings there, but we have la- we put labels on everything down here. And so Jesus will help you whether or not you have been taught to call on him or you're of any religion. He will come to your aid. And I'm here to tell you, he is uh, one of my go-tos. He's, um, he's the ultimate healer. He is our brother. He loves us so much, and he only wants to help us. In my book, I talked about um, one point where the um, fallen angel was in the home, and I did not know what to do. And I asked God to please show me what needed to be done. And God said, you ask my son to come and touch that angel, because that angel will then remember where it is supposed to be. From that moment on, I always call on Jesus to come in to a space to clear. I call on Archangel Michael because he is our protector. He gives us courage and strength, but he does not mess around. And he will whip through your space, collecting anything and everything that has been wreaking havoc on you and your family. And so we are asking Jesus, Archangel Michael, to come into our space. We ask that you move throughout our home, our business, our space. Clearing anything that is not of love or above, anything of lower energy, we ask that you touch that, collect that, whatever it is that you need to do. We ask that you take all of those beings, all of those emotions, all of that lower energy into the light, back up to God. And so I really would ask that you, if, if you, even if you're having trouble, just pretend, just picture Jesus and Archangel Michael or whoever else you would call in. Call your own team members in. That's who I call in. Just pretend and envision them moving about your house from the basement to the first floor, second floor. If you have a third, an attic, they are going through your entire home. And we're going to ask that they clear everybody that lives in that space, clear them of all lower energy, emotional baggage, asking Archangel Michael to cut cords for everyone that lives there and that we share our space with. And just take a deep breath. I want you to pretend or envision that you see them escorting all of this stuff into the light. And as soon as it touches the light, whether it be souls that need crossing over or lower energy or little, I don't know, gargoyle monster, monster looking things, whatever it is, it's all going to the light. And as soon as it hits the light, it immediately just beams upward. I want you to focus back on your home and I want you to now feel the difference. I want you to feel the difference now that It has been cleared of all of the baggage. Taking a deep breath of gratitude. Thanking Jesus and Archangel Michael and God, our Heavenly Father, for clearing this space for us. And I just heard in my head, I always hear Archangel Michael tells me when it is done. He says, 
It is done. It is done. It is done. And I just heard it. He says it three times for me. That is my sign. You can use that sign. Maybe that's the one you want to um, connect with with him so that he tells you. You can ask for your own sign, but he will let you know. All right, so take a deep breath and open your eyes when you're ready. We're just going to ask that the light continue to beam on our homes, our spaces, our businesses, our cars, our loved ones. Continue to beam down upon us. But we also must remember to check in from time to time. So we need to check in from time to time and make sure that we are still in that beam of light. So we just did a clearing of your space, and for most people, this will not be the only time you have to do it. I actually clear my home weekly, if not more often. But I do clear it weekly with the light, with Jesus, Archangel Michael, and then I actually walk through my home um, periodically with something called Palo Santo, P-A-L-O-S-A-N-T-O. It stands for Holy Stick. It is a stick that you burn and walk through your house with. And I used to use white sage, but when I learned about Palo Santo, uh, t it just to me is more powerful and I, it doesn't smoke up as much and it smells beautiful and it's just what I resonate with. So that's just yet another tool that you can use to clear your space. You can purchase it on Amazon. Just put in Palo Santo and I get the sticks. People always ask me if uh, the incense works as well. I personally do not know, but I don't feel that it does because I feel like we are supposed to walk around our space with that stick, with the, you know, being connected and with the intention and, and that smoke getting to every level of the home. So, all right, so what this turned out to be, I, I started this out telling you about why souls don't cross over at least why I get that they don't. And it turned into clearing your space. So I just go as I'm guided. I hope it was helpful. I am sending love to each and every one of you. Oh, and before I forget, I need a huge favor from you. I would love it if you would hop on iTunes and rate and review my podcast. It would be helpful for others, I believe, so that they could maybe see that uh, this, how this could help them or that it's helping someone else or that you're finding my podcast worthwhile to listen to. I would so appreciate it. And I will see you next week. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening to Stepping Into the Light. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with your family and friends. And be sure to visit Julia's website at juliatreat.com to sign up for monthly cyber swag, including meditations, rituals, readings, and lots of other life-changing stuff straight to your inbox. It's free.